we need to talk about COVID. You know, almost, good Lord, a year ago, I did so many episodes of The Breakdown about COVID, about the dangers of COVID. I just want to talk heart to heart about where I think we are, how it even affects me and the work I do, you and the work you do, and how it's really caused me to even reconsider what's next in the work I do. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. We are now heading into nearly two years of a COVID pandemic here in America. And all the way back, I mean, it's today is August 10th of 2021, all the way back in the early months of 2020, uh, which feels like 10 years ago, not two years ago, all the way back in the early months of 2020. I hoped that in a year, so say in March, April, and May of 2020, when it was just raging in America, I hoped that in a year, not only would our country have a vaccine, but that we would be over the hump in some kind of way. And there were some examples of countries that appeared to really have gotten themselves in a place where they had very few cases and next to no deaths. And so when the vaccine came out and was released and and I've been vaccinated and my wife has been vaccinated and let me count the kids, four out of our five kids, all of our kids, except those that are under 12, have been vaccinated. We had no real side effects to the vaccine and have not gotten COVID since we've had it. I, I thought, like probably many of you thought, that that was for America at least, the beginning of the end of the pandemic. And here in New York, you started to see the city open up. I mean, New York, I think, maybe more than almost any city in the country had a real degree of PTSD. And I don't don't use that term loosely. Like, it was traumatic for New York. Our, Our very community in Brooklyn uh, was just decimated by the virus and just the constant uh, uh, sirens. And, I mean, you know, there was a period in time where we literally had, you know, semi-trucks full of, you know, dead bodies in trucks parked outside of morgues and hospitals. I mean, just an extreme situation where we had, in essence, like mass graves being built here in New York. And after the virus, you know, ravaged our city and ravaged the country and and, and the, uh, the vaccine was released, months later, you started to see New York let its guard down. You started to see people, you know, finally come out again. Um, you know, my wife and I went to a basketball game. You know, you had to have your vaccination card to get in. Um, and we were hopeful. And I was so hopeful 
for what this summer was going to look like. And today, um, we now have had three days in a row with 500 or more people dying from the coronavirus. We crossed 500 three days ago for the first time in months and months. We've now had over 100,000 new cases a day for a week straight. We're averaging 100,000 cases a day, and that number is going up every day. The deaths are going up every day. You know, I read this horrible article about a church in Jacksonville, a black church in Jacksonville that lost six of their members. Six of their members died in 10 days because of COVID. And it's ravaging the South, and there is a tendency to, because everything is oversimplified in America, there is a tendency in moments and days like this when the South is ravaged, there's a tendency to say, oh, those are Trump voters. But listen, um, Trump actually didn't even win Georgia. And even to say those are Trump voters, no, uh, like let's just look at Florida or Texas. You know, these are states with tens of millions of people. And even if it was just Trump voters, it's not okay to just throw those people away. But it's not just conservatives who are getting the virus and dying of the virus. I just I think that's a horrible way to look at it in general, but it's not even true. And it is ravaging a cross section of communities, um, communities that are in poverty for a weird mix of reasons have much lower rates of vaccination. Um, And it's not just vaccine skepticism. There is some of that. There are lots of issues there. But I have grown to think that this virus, COVID, is going to be a fact of life for the United States and and for the world, it's going to be a fact of life for the foreseeable future. Like we're we're not on the brink of beating it. Like that, the numbers are trending in the absolute worst direction. It is rising up and causing havoc to us. And I think for the fact that you know still you know, half the country decided not to get vaccinated. Um, There was a chance that if this huge percentage of the country got vaccinated, 70, 80, 90% of the country got vaccinated, it would have then been much harder for the virus to bounce around. And even though there are some breakthrough cases of people who've been fully vaccinated with the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine still getting it, um, those cases aren't nearly as severe and it is still true that people with the vaccine are significantly less likely to get the virus. Neither here nor there. Um, this country's a, it's a weird place. And I think we've damn near tapped out at the number of people that are going to get the vaccine. The numbers have gone up significantly over the past few weeks, but I mean, it's still, you know, 
40% of the country seems to be prepared to outright refuse to get it. And, and it will ravage th- those millions of people. And as a consequence, bounce around all the people who are also vaccinated. So I don't know about you, but when I'm out and about now, I'm back to wearing my mask because I didn't because I had the vaccine. Even like when I went to the grocery store and other places, I hadn't been wearing my mask. So my wife and kids and I are back to wearing masks. Um, you know, at our kids' school, they've all, they've mandated you know that they have to wear the mask all day, which is terrible. I mean, I just hate it for my kids and for your kids. I'm glad that they're wearing them. Let me be clear. I think they need to wear them. But I just hate that our kids are having to wear masks all day at school. They get little breaks and things, but it's like, goodness gracious. Um, you know, we um, we don't want to get the coronavirus. Uh, and two of our, my wife and one of our daughters have, severe asthma and respiratory problems and the, and in fact the two of them were the ones that were hardest hit when we did have the coronavirus and so i think it means that we are going to be again i thought we were about to go like i was planning on doing a lot of events uh planning on on traveling and seeing people face to face i wanted to finally do a book tour it's it's hard to accept, but I, I think a lot of that's not going to happen. And it may even be the case that places are going to institute gathering bands and crowd bands and all of that again. Uh, I do think we're heading in that direction. But our country is, as the as the pandemic now grows, I think I've seen it grow day over day for... 30 days straight, as it just gets worse and worse and worse. I'm just curious, like, are we not going to do the, like, there's so many tours that are scheduled now, so many concerts and and comedy shows and big events and sports programs. Are, are we just going to do those like like nothing happened? Um, I just don't know. I I just don't know. And it's painful. I think no matter what it means it means these three things it means that covid is going to be here a fact of life for for a very long time not just the rest of 2021 not just 2022 but beyond that I don't know how long but beyond that I think it means that much more of what we do is going to look like the past 18 months where so much is virtual, so much is online, and so much will be under restrictions with COVID tests. I think we're going to be still a highly virtual society because of where the pandemic is. And that affects everything that I do, that you do, from elections to activism it it affects all of that and lastly our our nation is still of course of course what i'm about to say it, as a, as it filters through my brain <laughs> I, of course our nation is just a deeply deeply divided place we're talking about a a nation 
that just this year, earlier this year, people literally stormed the American Capitol and took it over. I think that was just a symptom of the divisions in this country. And that is a division of of conservative and 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 liberal, yes, of Republican and Democrat, but the divisions in this country are deeper than that, much deeper, um, along race and and class and education. Uh, I mean, just the divisions are deep, and and the divisions along the lines of this vaccine are deep, and I think we're going to be in that divided virtual. Um, pandemic place for as far as I can currently see. I know that's heavy. (laughs) I know it's a serious episode, but listen, please be safe. Uh, Last year, I preached eulogies for funerals of families all over the country who lost their loved ones to the coronavirus, and we're heading in that direction. I want you to be safe Get vaccinated if you can. And listen, nobody's paying me to say that. I believe in it. Please wear a mask and do all the things that you can to keep yourself safe and to keep the vulnerable people around you, like my mother, my mother-in-law, my even my wife and my daughter. Please be safe and help keep the vulnerable people around you safe as well. Love and appreciate you all. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum.